And the common men are back. Yes, we have returned to give you the what, what in the world of sport. As per usual, there's been a lot going on since we last chatted. And as per usual, we are joined by a man who can now get his focus back on the world of sport since The Voice has controversially been decided for 2020. Welcome, 40. Thanks, Horse. Uh, it's good to be here. Welcome to everyone, wherever you may be joining us from. Shout out to Timmy G on the tools. Always loves a listen on the podcast while he's working. It's great to, uh, you could listen to us anywhere, couldn't you? You really, you really can. But we won't explore those options because we could be here all day. We uh, could. I also notice you don't want to comment on the voice. You're happy with how it <laughs> No, look, well, let's be honest. I am a little gobsmacked. Uh, Chris Sebastian won. I thought Silas would be the clear winner. My, my guy. Um, Fursey didn't make it because he lost his voice, ironically. But uh, let's be honest, uh, it's clearly who the producers wanted, what the producers want, the producers get. And I say rigged. He says rigged. And we say look forward to that voice podcast that you have been talking about behind the yeah. scenes. Stay tuned. No, I do have to say I had to, I had to Google the result just so I was able to know who had won. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I'll tell you one time. I'll tell you about the time that I actually had a, a tweet posted on the voice live on the TV, but that's another story for another time. Okay. Moving on. Who could forget our other common man? He's the champion of the people and self-funded promoter of our national basketball league. Welcome back, friendy. G'day horse 40. It's always a pleasure to be with you guys. And look, I think the only good thing that came out of the voice this year was the fact that they sang horses with Daryl Braithwaite. It was fantastic. Yes, they did. See, I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that. Anyway, stay tuned for more on Ford's The Voice podcast. It's coming to a podcast near you. This (laughs) is the Ford. (laughs) Well, we are perched up on our starting blocks. The starter's pistol is cocked and we're ready to dive into another episode. Let's do this. As per usual, we like to start off with this week slash month in sport. And man, it is all happening in the AFL. They have announced 33 games in 20 days, beginning round eight. (coughs) Round nine. Most of us are just saying, let the bonanza begin. But there is going to be so much going on, so many unknowns. First, I thought we'd talk to someone who has got the uh, all the good oil on what's going to be good about the next couple of weeks of football and cramming so much football into the schedule. Friendy, what are the good things about this? Dude, before we go any further, I love I love players that oil their arms up. It's fantastic. You can just slip straight off them. It's beautiful. Uh, look, some positives, <laughs> some positives about cramming uh, this season, 2020. I mean, it's, it's like Big Bash. Um, I think this is, this is potentially something they should have looked at doing for an NAB series, you know, the, the preseason tournament, you could have done a 20 in 20 sort of thing to trial this. But, uh, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Oh, there's three points I want to go with just really quickly. One, it gets the season done because obviously there's concerns with the coronavirus, you know, yep, for sure. through the roof of Victoria at the moment. It helps to get it done. Um, it's very fan friendly. Like, if you love your sport, love your footy, brilliant for that. But also, because there's so many games, for ten, like I think the Cats potentially have four, four games in 14 days or something, it gives clubs an opportunity to blood their new players a little earlier than maybe they would have got their chance. So I think 
Um, there's many positives that can come from this. Um, so I'm excited to see how it all turns out. You've brought up some great points. I like that last one and the fact that blooding some new players is actually going to test the depth of everyone's mm. squads. And this is a new way maybe of determining the, uh, the best teams out there by seeing not just what the 23rd and 24th guys are like who have to come in, but, you know, we're going to get the 33rd, we're going to get the 38th, 40. You might even get back Mr. Echo. Are you, have you put your hand up? Are you open to that? Well, uh, horse, I've got my Geelong jumper on. I'm ready to go. I've been warming up. Did some uh, 400 meter sprints this morning. I'm ready to go. Okay, you heard it first, Geelong Football Club. We need a new rookie. You'd be a rookie. <laughs> I would be. I'd be, a, I'd be a mature, veteran aged rookie. Well, you could be a category P. Correct. A, a, quick, a quick funny story for you guys, because I mean, the seriousness, if there's, if there's enough injuries, the coaching staff may have to, to jump on. You know, Nigel Lappin and Corey Enright still look pretty fit to play. Maddie, but Maddie um, when, I was, playing, when yeah. I was playing basketball in WA, we, we had a coach who he had to suit up for us because we had too many injuries. He came on for two minutes and tore his Achilles in the first two minutes. Hadn't played basketball for five <laughs> years. See you later. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so, yes, there are some positives, but... I've also got 40 here lined up with a few of the concerns and uh, the potential negatives of such a packed schedule. 40. Yeah, this is insane. This is absolutely insane. Gil, what are you thinking? Ah, it's fantastic, Ford. Fatigue, more injuries, not enough recovery injuries. <laughs> They're already dropping like flies. Look at Geelong. We've got injuries coming out every week. So... Uh, Travis Ould, the AFL manager. I hope you pronounced that. Uh, hope I pronounced that correctly, horse. Oh, don't you worry. I'll correct you if you didn't. No, it, that's correct. <laughs> that's correct. Will. But uh, he says uh, unprecedented times. Now we haven't used that word <laughs> a little while in this podcast, have we? But he says uh, unprecedented times delivers us an unprecedented fixture for the next block of games. And he says. Feedback from clubs is that while they're in a hub environment, there was a desire to play more games in a shorter period of time. Now, feedback from clubs. Now, I would like to know what the feedback was from Brisbane, Collingwood, Geelong, Melbourne and North Melbourne, who are the only teams who have to play two, uh, they do two lots of four-day breaks, which I'm not sure there's much equality uh, there with those particular teams. And uh, chuck in some interstate travel between those as well. Exactly. So I, I think the concerns, there's a lot of concerns, injuries. It's definitely going to te- test the depth of uh, each club's list, but uh, certainly makes it a little bit hard for some of those teams with uh, you know, different fixturing that's going to be uh, yeah, making it very hard for them to um, make it to all the way to the end. I it feel- might be the first time in, in AFL history where Collingwood have an unfortunate fixture playing in three states across 10 days. That's brilliant. <laughs> this is well, the one look, and only time yeah. that will happen. You can guarantee that's right, that. That's right. And Eddie, Eddie, will Eddie the hero. Him, he will remind everyone about this for <laughs> the rest of his life. Correct. I was, now, Definitely. I was going to say, from a fan's perspective, I'm looking forward to so many games like just knowing that there's going to be football on every night. And I suppose the other thing it does to me mentally is it enables me to go, if Geelong go balls up here and we just rock it to the bottom of the ladder, I'll be, I'm going back to that line. Who cares, mate? COVID season doesn't count. <laughs> yep. This really, really actually accents the fact that this season 
is I can write it off and just be like, it doesn't count. Can we have a minute silence for everyone's super coach teams? Because, oh, you know, <laughs> I can debacle. I was going to tell you, they've come out with super coach this afternoon. They've added in four extra trades. So uh, you've got 34 trades instead of 30. Normally you have 30 over 23 rounds. We've now got 34 trades over 17 rounds. <laughs> and every time there's a buy, they're going to reduce the 22 to your best starting 18. Look, I have oh. to give a shout out to a mate, Darren, who is now currently ranked 61st overall wow. super coach. And Horst, do you want to mention uh, where you finished? Uh, well, not finished. You were up there at one stage. I, at this time last year, I was 33rd overall. Oh, um, yep. Very and that was, that was my peak. So that's a little bit on the AFL. Let's keep moving through. We've got cricket on the agenda today as well. The World Cup has been postponed. What is this going to mean for the, uh, the next couple of years in terms of World Cup 40? You're our cricket man. You're all over this. Go six. Always love, I mean, stars. I mean, scorchers. Um, come on. Come on. No. <laughs> renegades. Go the Renegades. Go yeah, the Gators. You're a Renegades, mate. No, it, uh, I'd love to always slip a bit of cricket in the podcast some way. And unfortunately, this is some bad news. Uh, they're obviously being postponed. But the good news is that they are saying it will happen next year. Now, we don't know what's happening tomorrow. So hopefully that is going <laughs> to still be the case. But they're saying back-to-back World Cups 2021, 2022, and then the 50-over World Cup in India in 23. So... It's good news. It's still happening. So I think it's a great thing for Australia for us to be able to host this uh, the T20 World Cup. Now, is there a chance that things don't uh, straighten up like we're hoping in the next few months? Could there be a scenario where we have, uh, we keep postponing, we could have three World Cups in one year? Is that a possibility? Wow, this is unprecedented times. It is. Oh, so Ford, come unprecedented on, times. Be better, Ford. Be better. <laughs> but I think we talked about this earlier in, the, in a few episodes ago, didn't we? Just saying the logistical nightmare to put a tournament like that on this, you know, in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic. But uh, can you imagine the logistical nightmare of doing three World Cups in one year? That would be crazy. But, and, imagine, uh, and imagine being that team that won the first yeah, World you Cup and got to hold it for two months and then you were <laughs> someone else exactly. got crowned world champs. You don't have long to savor the moment. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> congratulations, you've won. All right, we're going to play in the next tournament. Let's get yeah, it. Right. And you know what? I actually found uh, an interesting point too. Um, I, I thought it was quite profound that the ICC CEO's name is Manu. Manu Sony. I'm not sure if you knew that. I, I random not, fact that is a good I just thought, yeah it's a good fact he likes it his sauce does he man who likes he, his sauce he does love his sauce what, what do you appreciate what do you appreciate about that name ford oh just you know the only manu i know is on my kitchen <laughs> what about manu ginobili <laughs> yeah, okay manu. you got me there you got me there <laughs> come on <laughs> manu Anyway. 40, 40 in his reality TV. I knew that's where he was headed, so I, I went there. But in my head, I'm also thinking we're a sports podcast and like Argentina's greatest basketballer ever of all time. Yeah. Also as a Manu. But that's okay. So cricket, we know where we're going with that. We're going to have 17 World Cups in the next uh, 18 months. So that'll be great. Next up on the agenda, it's our... Main man, Friendy, you are excited with this NBL news. Tasmania are 
back. Uh, oh, a big root, root to the apple aisle. Oh, I am excited about this now, fellas. I'm sure you guys are aware, but for the for the fans out there, I I am born and bred and proud Tasmanian. So for me, this is huge news. Born in Burnie, um, which apparently is the ghetto of Tassie, um, but I'm well, excited about a, this. It's an old man's name, isn't it? Well, that's, that's exactly right. That's I it. was but, born in look, Burnie. Well, I think the thing that, that excites me the, the the thing that excites me most about this is uh, is the name. Like they used to be known as the Hobart Devils, which everyone's saying that they're going to be called the Tassie Devils or the Tasmanian Devils. Well, I think let's 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 get away from that name. Let's let's think mm. of something new mm. and yes. um, and improved. Yes. And uh, I'm excited to see where they're going to go with this name. I, I'm a fan of the the Tasmanian Timberwolves, fellas. I don't know what you guys are thinking, but what do you guys reckon? Well, oh. I mean, you you were born in Tasmania, so I'm sure you saw a number of timber wolves roaming the <laughs> the hills of Tassie. Um, look, me personally, picking a name like that—no offence, friendy—you're you're actually just taking away anything Australian about that franchise's name oh. by exactly picking an animal that doesn't. Does a timber wolf really exist? I think it's just a wolf, and they've just put the timber on on the front well, of it. My, well. And what about Hugh Jackman? Maybe Hugh Jackman could be a part of that connection to the Australian wolf Wolverine. Oh, okay. I don't know. Oh, just, okay. Just oh, sorry. Yeah. One, one of the what names. About, where is, am I going with this? Yeah, I didn't get it. Where, what about John Jarrett? <laughs> we go with Wolf Creek. <laughs> <laughs> one, one of the names they have suggested is the Tasmanian Timbers. Um, mm. I don't know. Is is logging oh, a big a, thing in Tassie? I don't know. It is. It, um, it, it, it is. There you go. Yes. Yes. Um, but I, you know, you, I actually like that they've put it out to the public, though, friendly. They have. They've, yes, they've, you're right. We want to hear from the public some suggestions to the common men and women to get involved. Now, this that, is that is, is great. Like, and um, this is the, great. Hobart McHobart face would probably be up there. <laughs> <laughs> Their cricket team is. Uh, Tassie Tigers, aren't they? So they can't be the Tasmanian Correct. Tigers. No, Correct. they can't. can't, they can't. Big Bash team is the Hobart Hurricanes. So you can't no, be the Tasmanian Tigers. can't Hurricanes. be that. Because so, there's a lot of hurricanes down in Tassie. Yeah. <laughs> they're well known for their hurricanes. Maybe they could be the Tasmania <laughs> Sellers. What's the Seller Markets or whatever it's called? Salamanca. Yeah. Salamanca. Well, yeah. You had it right the first time, horse. You probably should have backed yourself in. I well, know. I thought, what about the Tasmanian Heads? No. Well, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've still got a scar to prove mine. Do you, you mean do? Uh, yeah. the next level actually 40 was, I'll put it out there, the Tassie two heads. The Tassie two heads <laughs> is not a bad a, that a, you know, yeah. alternative to that. Um, no, what about even, the, you could, could say the Tas- Tasmanian donuts in honour of our man, Boris Becker, the custard donut. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see the connection between Hobart and Boris Becker. Nice tie-in with a joke from uh, Tassie is down below Australia by itself, single, singular. That's I, a that's a grab yeah. grab the bucket, dig right down the bottom of the barrel, yeah. and pull out some sort of connection. Well, let's be honest, it's a donut some, move, isn't it? Something that worked well <laughs> last time. The Tasmanian freeze because it's cold there all the time. <laughs> what about the Tassie ticklers? The Tassie Ticklers. I don't mind the old Tassie Ticklers. What would the mascot be? It'd be a big hand, wouldn't it? It'd just be like, <laughs> it'd go out into the crowd. He'd just he'd be going up and down the side of the court, and then like would just tickle people in the crowd, and they'd laugh. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't that'd be like, great. Tassie exactly. Ticklers. 
<laughs> like uh, a, a Tazzy Tickler in, in the COVID season would be a, a great move, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Hands off. Tazzy Ticklers from an appropriate social distance. <laughs> okay, anything else to bring? You bought the, the Timberwolves and really that's it. I, I thought there'd be more. No, you, you were just you like... suggested the few. Oh, look, I just the wanted to start it. I just no, wanted you, to start you a thought the Timbers. I, I just thought, was that like your mic drop moment? And you thought we'd well, be well, done look, with this. They, they're automatically going to become my second team because, you know, hometown. But look, my, my, my number one team in the NBL is, is the Perth Wildcats. And I, I do want to highlight them just for a second because massive news yesterday is, is champion legend of the game, Damian Martin, has hung up his boots. Six-time NBL champion. Um, went to the last Olympics. Um, six-time All Defensive Player or Defensive Player of the Year. He's even got the award now named after him. Absolute legend, superstar of the game. I was actually lucky enough to play with him for five games at the mighty East Perth Eagles, and just a legend of a man. Great guy. And no, he's not Damian Martin from cricket. He is Damian Martin, the basketball player, the goat of the NBL. Well, oh. Nathan, of course. Oh. We are, we're all oh. more educated than that. And who Whoa. would have made a, a cheap cricket joke? <laughs> I don't know. Andrew Gaze. Nah, he's Trump Gazy. Come on, mate. I, I don't think Leonard Copeland, Gazy. Mark Bradley. Okay, he's the most. Dave he's the Simmons. most dominant. He's the most dominant non-scoring player of all time. How is it making the go? <laughs> <Okay. laughs> wow, that's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> I was trying to work oh, out he... the acronym in my head. He's the, <laughs> I can't. I can't put it into a word. He's the NSP. <laughs> that's right. No, he's a great he's guy. The G NSP. He's the Gnumst, the greatest non-scoring player. <laughs> That'll take Sounds off. Scottish. Nah, it's a good, it's a good innings, friendy, Mardo. It is. Uh, yeah, Mardo. Yep. He's no, a, definitely a, a legend the of uh, Australian basketball. He had a great cover drive. He did. He's uh, the start to his career was a little shaky, but the second time he got back in the Test team, <laughs> rolled gold. <laughs> okay. Taking it abroad, we're heading out to the NBA. Now, the NBA did release the uh, short film Vignette the night the NBA shut down. And I put it out there. If you haven't seen it, go have a look at that. I had a look on uh, Bleacher Report. That's where I found that. But it's all over social media at the moment. And hey, we've had some positives. There's been... Oh, sorry. Let me rephrase that. We've had zero players in the NBA bubble testing positive. So that's a positive that there's been no positives. Yeah, it is a great positive. We are close to starting it all up again. Let's put it out there, guys. Predictions. Who is going to take home the championship? Can a lower seed pop up to win it? Or will it still be decided between the Battle of LA with maybe a little bit of Milwaukee in there as well? 40, let's start with you. Yes. Who's, who's your NBA champion pre-bubble? What are we saying? Pre-bubble. As in, so, well, it hasn't started. We haven't started the games. This yeah, is right yeah. here, right so, now. Who do you think is going to be the winner? Well, look, it's too hard to say. I think we, again, we talked about this. It's uh, if you say pre uh, before, obviously COVID hit. You know, it was pretty clear that it was going to be LA or Lakers or Clippers coming out of the West, and um, um, most likely Milwaukee coming out of the East. But now anyone can win. Anyone could win it. Um, I think it's uh, it's right open up right ups and uh, I, I mean I, I like to think that uh, my team even Boston could potentially come out uh, in and maybe play the finals like they've got a young team 
Um, they're going to be up and about. I reckon they've got a really good chance. Obviously, Milwaukee obviously has a big chance. But um, who knows? Maybe New Orleans could uh, surprise some people with a fully fit Zion. Who knows? <laughs> New Orleans would be, would be huge. They, uh, they need to and I think, make the I think everyone first. wants to see them. Well, they that's do. correct. But I think, I think everyone wants to see them succeed. And, uh, you know, again, we've talked about this. Uh, Reddick, even more so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, wants right. to keep his streak alive. <laughs> Desperate for it. But uh, there's, there's lots, of, lots of teams that could just surprise us. Friendy, who's going to take uh, it? I, th- I would say the favourites right now, the LeBron Lakers. Um, I just think between him and AD, they're fit, fired, fired up. Um, <laughs> they're fired up, eh? Fired. They're fired um, half I, the squad. I think, I think they're, the, they're the team to beat. Um, I think, I actually think Philly's going to come out of the East. Um, I love that Brett Brown is getting really creative. He's moved um, Ben Simmons to the power forward position. I think that's a huge move and a good move. Um, and I think they are the ones that, are good enough when it, if they click, if they get it right, they could easily come out of the East. I think the obvious choice again, like Ford said, is the Bucks. Um, I have a couple of sleepers as well that I want to mention. I think um, I would not be surprised if it's a Houston versus Celtics NBA Finals. Yep. Wow. What what makes you say that, friend? I, I just think in this kind of uh, bubble space, like Houston have gone with that non-big type game style. And if they come back fit with some speed, I think they could really shake some heads. I think Westbrook, if Westbrook comes back how he could, I think he could absolutely dominate the bubble. Um, and I think with the Celtics, you can't ever rule them out. They're just such a well-oiled machine team. Um, and look, you got you, any team with Marcus Smart on it, you've got to have some sort of confidence for it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Marcus Smart, <laughs> love him. you I just think, yeah, the chemistry. But um, thinking about Houston, like Westbrook obviously was one of the players that tested positive. Maybe he's had a bit of an interrupted, I mean, sort of training schedule. I mean, who knows? He's a professional. I'm sure he would have get himself up pretty quickly. But, uh, yeah, there's still a lot of question marks, I would have thought, uh, how that's going to sort of where they're going to end up to in the West Mm. seating. Yeah. And I mean, in terms of the conditioning for Westbrook and the likes, like they do, they wanted those eight games before playoffs. They didn't want to go straight into playoffs because they want to get their touch back. They want to make sure that they're on their A game when they hit the playoffs. I I have to say that's a good call as well, Friendy. I thought Houston might be a bit of a sleeper. Uh, The other reason I was going to throw it there for Houston is, of course, we all know James Harden's pretty poor record when it comes to playoffs. I think they could could convince him that he's not playing playoffs, and he will just. <laughs> are we confused? Cool. Oh, okay, no fans, no, no pressure. Exactly, no yep. fans, no pressure. He's not in the public eye like he normally would be. Like he's not going to walk down the street. He's not going to all of that. So, mate, maybe they just tell him. The coach says, "No, we're still not in playoffs yet," and he'll be like, "Well, why have we played these guys for five games in a row? Oh, just a scheduling error." So you and, think it's a mind games? <laughs> it's all about mind games with Harden. Yeah, I, I oh, like it. totally, I like it. totally. I think it's all mind games for Harden. I really do that. And look, maybe also the type of game and the the game style, the game plan that is uh, that D'Antoni has based around 
Harden being the be all and end all of that team mm. certainly means that he could be burnt out by the time they get to playoffs. Yeah. And he's had four months rest. He could think this is the start of the season. Yeah. In which case he comes out firing like Correct. Yeah. And they've said that. They've said, well, we need to treat this particular part of the season as if it is a new season. This is a whole new season that's played under unique experiences. Yeah. So this is not a continuation in some ways. It's, uh, it's the previous, obviously, uh, whatever, what, October to March was a qualification for this season in some <laughs> ways, I suppose. But, um, I mean, I'm not a massive fan of uh, watching the way Harden plays, but you can't doubt what a great player he is. And mm-hmm. maybe he's still seething from, I think he was robbed uh, from the previous year. I still think he should have been the Ooh. MVP rather than Giannis. Yeah. And uh, um, I think he had a phenomenal year. And he's certainly backed it up again this year. He's very, very he good. Could, could he, could he, could he win the MVP this year? Well, well, they're saying that with the MVP, it's it's stopped already. So, so, uh, so it's Giannis. It's going to be Giannis. So it's going to be Giannis. Oh, oh, but that's boring. Come on, <laughs> let's think of someone else. Come on, what about Marcus Smart, my boy? <laughs> can I? Can I just? Can we just touch on the bubble for a second? Some things that I love about this bubble is it's it's brought out some great stories already. I mean, they've they've got some entertainment that's been going in. Um, there was one Ooh, show that happened on. and, and well, well, I don't know where your mind's going horse, but entertainment can mean anything. I've heard but, that uh, they can go out for that kind of entertainment. Well, <laughs> they, might, they might've been listening to the common man podcast. There was, no. there was a show that came in and, um, you know, the idea was to get a lot of the players down to watch it. And Dwight Howard was the only one that rocked up to it. I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> and I do, I do love the love story between, uh, Boban and Tobias Harris. They've, yeah. they've rekindled their relationship again. Uh, I think it's fantastic. Um, J.R. Smith's not happy with the, with the blankets, the NBA blankets they were all given because <laughs> they're, they're too small. And he, and he, he, he is convinced that LeBron James would be getting treated differently in this bubble. So, okay. um, and then Steve Adams comes out and goes, everyone needs to toughen up. We're, we're living in a resort. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's, it's been quite interesting too, because in terms of the bubble, like think of a player like LeBron has always got an entourage around him and mm. all the players are just walking around and like, Hey LeBron, like, do you know what I mean? Like it's, they're all just like hanging out as players. It's, it's probably the first time LeBron's probably felt like you can experience that since high school. Yeah, well, since so, uh, since bas- summer basketball camp in like 2000 or something ridiculous like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. It, it's interesting that they haven't shown his room yet. I reckon they've set him up with some sort of... He'd be, in the, he'd, be in the Mickey, he'd be in the Mickey Mouse mansion or the Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <It> would <laughs> be, yeah, that's right. He'd have his bed in the hyperbaric chamber though, friend. Yeah, I saw a couple of them had, had that uh, sleeping arrangement. So I'm, so I'm sure LeBron's got his uh, set up ready to go. Okay, that's enough NBA for now. One more thing before we wrap up uh, this week slash month in sport. Forty, you put the poll out on the Instagram. You actually put out the call for some comments on some of the things that people would like us to address. What have we got? Yes. What's come back? Well, yeah, so it was good to see uh, a few. We had a few responses. Uh, so it's good to, to get a bit of feedback from our, our loyal listeners, Horse. And um, yes. a couple of, couple of comments. Um, we've got... Uh, <laughs> Puppy, puppy, chulu banger. Um, yes. Says the Common Man podcast. Did you hear my last song? Well, uh, puppy, uh, I'm sure it was. Uh, what was a horse? I'm sure it was a Bang, banger by name, banger by nature. Puppy chulu yes. banger. So, so thank you for that input, puppy chulu banger. Oh, brilliant! Yeah. Long time listener, first time comment. Uh, we've got uh, another one of our law listeners. Um, 
We mentioned him before, Timmy G. Uh, Shields two-week ban with a face palm emoji. Boys. It probably should have been four, Timmy G. So, you know, (laughs) calm down, buddy. I think that's what the face palm was about. Like, only two weeks? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Should have got four weeks for that face palm. But uh, it was a marathon (laughs) tribunal, let's just say. Uh, We've also got another comment from a a Matty Stead. Um, about the Melbourne yep. Stars losing to the Sixers <laughs> last year's BBBL. Spot on. That's up know. your alley, 40. You'd like to hear about that, <laughs> wouldn't you? Well, Matty Stead, let's just get your facts straight first. That was back in February, not last year. And, oh, um, yes, it certainly correct. feels like years ago. <laughs> it does, actually. Uh, and, uh, Friendy, we've got one for you uh, from uh, your mate over in Perth, uh, Ryan uh, Locke. The oh, champion of Footsketball. Brendy, enlighten us. What is football? It was a game we made up, which um, many of you have probably played before. At uh, back in WA, where my parents worked at the Salvos, we had an indoor basketball court, and uh, we'd rock up there all all hours of the night, and we just simply get a footy. And stand at one end and try and kick the footy into the basketball, and we called it football. Oh, and I've, from- I've, over in Victoria, it's called football. Football. <laughs> yeah. And and Sorry. to give uh Frizy credit, we also call Frizy five on debut. Um uh, I love he, that there's a Frizy in Perth because we've got a Frizy too. We, yeah, we, we do. Oh, have we, that's right, that's right. So and he's got twenty-five nicknames, um, uh, but five on debut is our favorite. Um but five on debut <laughs> would often win and it would frustrate me very much. <laughs> a couple other comments, boys. Uh super duper. Um <laughs> Cheer, Netflix documentary series. Well, look, Sue, as much as we'd love to talk about that, um, look, we just save that for The Voice. So um, we're not talking about Cheer. Um, but we've actually got I a thought, serious I comment. Thought you, I thought you said Zupa Duper. Yeah, that's what I, I thought did. too. I thought you'd bring it back to your Zupa Duper stumps that you yeah. wanted. Well, look, as I said and that Zupa Duper had heard it. And that they As were actually said, giving us a shout out. Actually, can we yeah. just go back to that Zupa Duper comment for a second? Because Forty, I had a mate yeah, message me, and, and he was worried about your mental health with that Zupa Duper comment because he just thought it made no sense at all to have Zupa Duper. Well, look, as if the we're stuff. playing in cold conditions, those Zupa Dupers are going to be all right. And I just we're bringing solutions to the table, and I just yeah. want to—I don't want to have a big square logo on the front of a test jersey. Yeah. So what are other ways that we can promote our sponsors? And so look, no, the old mate, cold, back yourself cold in conditions. for it. I love it. Yep. Yeah. I love the cold so, conditions uh, for cricket. As we know, yeah, that winter we, game. We love playing cricket <laughs> in the snow. So, um, but uh, Aiden G, um, our uh, Geelongian turn Adelaidean. Um, Dusty. Yeah. Well, Adelaide Oval, he is suggesting, <laughs> is the best option for the AFL Grand Final. Now we have discussed this, boys, but let's just reiterate it for him, horse. Actually, look, now I'll be honest, if it's not coming back to Melbourne where we all want it to come back, then look, I'm going to say you've saved the season and potentially unless Geelong are in it and going to win, I couldn't give a stuff where it is. I'm going to throw it out to Brisbane. Queensland should, uh, should yeah. have the grand final. They've saved the season. Look, you got Port Adelaide at the top of the ladder and Adelaide at the bottom. So let's find exactly. a happy medium and not do it in Adelaide at all. But um... As Daniel Andrews says, we won't go there. As Daniel Andrews says, whether you're in Broad Meadows or in Brighton, <laughs> it's better. It's better to be bored than be dying from a virus. 
Correct. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, Karen from Brighton. Yeah, I'm. I'm really sad. I thought Karen was going to give us a shout out on the Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the premier. I've listened to all the common. <laughs> I know it's quite boring, but I've listened to all the common man. It gets quite boring. <laughs> thanks, Karen. So uh, that's about it, boys. Um, there's a few others, but um, they're a little irrelevant. So, um, but it's good thousand others, wasn't there, Ford? Oh, yeah, Thousands. I, I believe the. I believe the emails, we can't keep up. <laughs> the emails are blowing up, <laughs> blowing up that one that we got, that one that we got. I can't even remember her name now. What was her name? She meant well. She meant she well. She did mean well. I believe her name was Gwen. She just thought there was a site that could help us. I didn't click on that link, if you were wondering. Uh, <laughs> hey, can I just go back to Karen from Brighton as well? Because I, I received, oh, there we go. Here I received we go. A, uh, a picture of, of Brighton. Someone has gone and mapped out all of Brighton if you were to walk all of it. It's 55 kilometres if she was to have covered every street. So I just have to say, shout out to you, Karen. You must be so fit. If she's done all of Brighton, she must be really, really fit. Who has the time to map that out? (laughs) Look, the... It was someone who put it on Instagram. They did say they cut a few corners and steamrolled through a few people's backyards. But the general idea, you get 55 kilometers of walking. So she's been motoring around the suburb of Brighton. Uh, well, there you go. Eh? Well, there you go. I think that's been our week slash month in sport. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for combat crosscode, crosscode combat. Well, guys, I am excited for this segment. It is the return of ye old crosscode combat. Why don't we listen to the rules first before we get into today's game? In crosscode combat, each speaker is given a sporting star with a challenge to argue why their athlete would be better at their opposing star sport than the opposing star would be at their given sport. It's clear as mud, really. So today we have 40 returning to take on the disputed. I'm saying disputed, not undisputed at all. No. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I'm still salty. I'll admit it, I'm still salty. So 40 is here to take on our reigning champ, Friendy. Now this week, 40 will argue why Aaron Phillips would be a better basketballer than Lauren Jackson would be a footballer. Ah. Just kidding. <laughs> See what I did there? Yes, Aaron Phillips was actually uh, both a professional basketballer and footballer. No, no. I hope you got some canned laughter there, ready? Oh, oh, don't you worry. It'll it'll still be going in the record. 30 seconds I've got worth. Stadium applause. Actually, so actually today, the two players that I'm assigning you guys, I'm going to give you 40, Billy Slater and Friendy. Mm, My man. You are... You are scoring Mark Viduka. So a couple of Australian sporting champions again. So there's something a little different for you both, though. We are going with a league and a soccer background. Now, Friendy, as the returning champion, you again get the chance to decide if you are going to bat first or send 40 in. What are you going to do? No, I'm going to have a crack at the penalty shootout first, uh, oh, I think, tonight, uh, Horse. so I think he's nervous, Horse. <laughs> I think he's nervous. Last time we had this matchup, I was underprepared, but I am ready to go. Okay. So, he's trying to there put me off. 
So, you feeling good? Michael Viduka is ready. Okay. And your time starts now. Well, Mark Viduka, many people may have already forgotten who he is, but he is an absolute superstar of Australian sport. Uh, at standing at 188 centimetres compared to my opponent, uh, Billy Slate, 177 centimetres. He's got size over him. Um, he's strong. He wasn't that little skinny uh, soccer player running around. He was built. He had a good core strength. Obviously, he can strike the ball very strong, which is very... Uh, helpful in NRL when you've got a kick for those you know goals once you've done a try um, he, he was part of the world game so he's good on the big stage like the world game is seen by everybody you, you can't match that uh, he captained Australia during its finest hour when they won the two well, entered the 2006 World Cup you can't get more than that I want to quote you from him himself he says I'm sort of a, a lazy player I don't like running around that much that says seconds. to you straight away he wants to play rugby the other thing I want to say to you is um, he's great with his feet, as I said before, but what does a rugby player do to score and to try to do well? Stuff what does that he do up. to score? I had, a great, I had score? a great last liner. Oh, look, Stuff I'm Give it to us, friend. Give it to give us. It, give us the line still. I was going to say, on, what does a rugby player do to score a try in traffic? Takes a dive. <laughs> say no more. <laughs> Well, unfortunately, that's not included. A tongue twister, that one. <laughs> that's a no. That's good. That's a gold joke. I like that. Right. Uh, Can you say uh, Mark Viduka in Mark Viduka's accent? Mark, v- Mark Viduka. Because <laughs> you know all the Australian players, they like to put on a European accent before they before they have an interview. I don't know why. <laughs> you you saying Kiwi? <laughs> I was going to say South African. <laughs> My name is Mark Viduka. See, I've succeeded. <laughs> okay, 40. A bit to take in there from Friendy. Oh, yeah. There was uh, a few shots fired, but... Um, there was, but I'm you, good. you're feeling solid? I'm, good. I'm ready to go. Okay, on my call, on your marks, uh, get set, a go. Well, Billy, what a man. In fact, he epitomizes the common man's common man. Once an apprentice jockey, now arguably the greatest fullback of all time. Now, if a jockey can be the greatest rugby league fullback of all time, I'm sure he could easily transfer into a similar defensive fullback role in soccer. Now, remember that show, Australia's Greatest Athlete in 2009 and 2010. Well, Billy was the clear winner both of those years, beating athletes athletes from all codes, including soccer athletes. He is well-versed with all sports, a natural athlete, top bloke, and someone who I want covering my back. You've seen him move swiftly with purpose, sweeping balls in the last line of defence. I could see him as an impenetrable wall of defence and a huge ally of the goalkeeper, saving many potential game-winning strikes with his speed and athleticism. As Billy is such a talent and a proven champion, I could see him running down a corner, penalty touching himself with a... Oh, crap. Uh... <laughs> That's Can I it. Go back? That's it. You can't go back. I said, I oh, know, I stopped because I said touching himself. <laughs> I know you did. I was like, whoops. <laughs> I could see him running down for a corner, penalty touching himself. And I just froze. I'm like, oh my You've God. You've just given us the last line of the show. <laughs> we can't put that in the recording. That would be. That's that's not good. Well, we did. Forty, Friendy got to finish his last sentence, so I'll let you 
uh, out of time if you just want to finish that sentence off yep. as well. Because we do want to hear what the last sentence was. Okay, well, I'm going to say Mark Viduka is strong and could play rugby league, but would be very one-dimensional average player in rugby league, whereas Billy is a star wherever he goes, which is why I pick Billy over Viduka any day of the week. Lovely. Excellent. We got through it. I'm struggling. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you need to put it to the people, the common listeners. Hey, look. They can define. You you both didn't get your last lines out. So, so it's even. they, they <laughs> negate each other. Like we can both include them. We both say they're not included. Either way, it, it doesn't really change my mind as to who I thought. I, I did have a winner beyond the last sentence there. <laughs> Where he was running and touching himself. Well, look, <laughs> what's that song, horse? <laughs> exactly. The Divinals made it famous. It's all good. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I just, it was a bit of, I, I couldn't believe how quick that one minute went I was practicing beforehand And I'm like, yeah, one minute, quick. nailed it And Jeez. I apologise I wanted to give you guys the 10 second warning But I didn't want to yeah, do it in good. a way that put you guys off as well yeah. Nah, the 10 no, second warning I to whisper 10 seconds <laughs> You're like, 10 seconds Yeah, 10 seconds <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> You both made valid points And I think the thing that gets this person over the line today was that uh, fact that they were able to draw on the 2009-2010 athlete. Come on! That, over, that overall was, athlete. And it, that was well played. So well congratulations, played. 40. You are my cross-combat, cross-code combat winner today. You've really thrown me off. <laughs> yes. Hey. That's right. Come on. Wait, can I, the crowd goes wild. 40, 40. You know when I uh, heard that you had Billy Slater, my first thought was Here back to that Rexona Greatest Sportsman yeah. show. I used to love watching that. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was amazing. I loved was it. Hodgie, <laughs> was Hodgie in it? Yeah, Hodgie, 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 Podgie. No, I thought Lingy was one year too, wasn't he? Lingy was. was and um, Tim, no, not... Um, Tim oh, Minchin. Um, Brocky, Brock, no, no, Brocky. I can't believe I said that. Lounsey, Lounsey was. Uh, oh yeah, in, they had a few. And um, who was the other? Who was the other? And he was driver? fit. Lounsey was fit as. I was surprised. As a, as a, sitting in a car. Hey. Yep. To, for someone who you think they're oh, just yeah. sitting in a car, like exactly. no, you've actually got to take the yeah, G's, was, like the G force or whatever yeah. speed and all, and you've got to have the reaction time and all of that. Yeah, Mate, I was. I was very impressed. Now, actually, for the record, there were three seasons of Rexona Australia's Greatest Athlete. The first season, Jamie Wincup actually beat Billy Slater. Billy Slater took it out in season two. And then in season three, it was Quade Cooper. Talking about cross-code combat, why has the Australian uh, Gaelic footy team never picked the Australian Socceroos goalie as our goalkeeper for that? Doesn't it make sense? Well, that's a different code. But it's, it's, it's the same rules. The goalie can do what a goalie does. Yep. Dusty Fletcher was the man. Well, then Ireland could get their goalie as well. Correct. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's Gaelic football versus AFL. AFL. So yeah, the pick an AFL player, not a soccer player. They're not going to. They're not going to put. They're not going to put a uh, goalie on the AFL list just so they qualify for the international. We got him out well, there for one VFL game. He's on an AFL list. Exactly. Maybe Timmy Carl. 
Timmy Carr might want to come down and chuck out, mate. Connor McGregor in there as well while we're at it. Connor, Connor, the only <laughs> the only Connor in uh, Ireland, isn't he? That's it. Yeah. No, there was two of them. We did clarify that. There was two. Yeah. There was two. That's how that mistake happened. Mm. Well, it has been a extremely entertaining cross code combat. I look forward forty to taking you on next time round. Thank and you, horse. Uh, I'm I'm very uh, proud to t- knock down the champion. Uh, Brendy, uh, you've uh, been a long-standing. You did something salty horse couldn't do, Ford. Yeah, well. well I did make the decision, so. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> it was your decision. But, horse, it'd be good to hear from the listeners, wouldn't it? It would yeah, be. Yeah. We can also put the poll out there. Did I get it right? Was I wrong? Strong listener, Robbie Spicer, loves to have his say, so I look forward to, to hearing what he has to say this week. No doubt. Jeez, we're giving a lot of shout-outs today. Jeez. Heaps. Yeah. Don't you know, we've got the shout-outs, cash-for-comments type deal happening. <laughs> All our mates have said they'll chip in five bucks every time we give them a shout-out. They'll so only the, listen the last segment they get a shout-out. saying names. Yeah. yeah Robbie, Robbie Spicer was the last one on our list, though, so we're, we're done now. <laughs> Actually, no, no. I've got one more. I'd like to give a shout-out to uh, a teacher friend of mine. DC Dan Colbert who has been listening to every episode and he was actually slightly offended when uh, we talked about uh, the gingers and we gave out a shout out to a couple of our ginger friends and he he is he did get a mention he's a flaming ginger and he texts me and says come on I really thought I would have got a mention in that one so now you're getting your own mention completely to that tour okay that's that's the end of Crosscode Combat Okay, it's time for my hammer. Horsehead hammer. <laughs> just seemed a bit weird. I didn't want to refer to myself in the third person, so I just <laughs> thought I'd call it my hammer. Who will yeah. I bring the hammer down on this that week? Hammer. Yeah. My hammer. Okay, yeah, so it's a pretty short one, guys. It's a, it's a short and sweet. Today, I want to bring the hammer down on the general public, and in particular, the keyboard wari- warriors out there. A general public who, according to the comments they leave on news sites all around Australia, are a pack of geniuses. I mean, if only we could employ all of these keyboard warriors out there, it appears we would have a cure for COVID and it would be eradicated. Because look, I'm not politically minded, but I'm certainly happy I'm not involved in politics at the moment, because it appears you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. How many people does it appear we have with science and medical degrees that obviously just aren't working because if they were, we'd be employing them and everything would be absolutely tickety-boo. We wouldn't have 33 games in 20 days. We wouldn't have 20% less in every AFL game. We'd be going to games. So let's get those keyboard warriors out there before I bring the hammer down on them any harder. Oh yeah. Did I lose you guys? Did Did you get the point I'm trying to make? Nah, well said, Horstead. That was well said. Um, I thought you were going to say you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, but uh, hey. you went with damn instead, you know? Yep. I uh, couldn't agree more. I just think everyone thinks they, uh, they, they know how to fix things or what's going to happen next. But um, look, we all want this, to, this pandemic to end. Um, so keyboard warriors, back off. Back off, guys. Back off. Back look, off. Back off. Karen back says off. It. Back off. Yeah, I've talked to all the keyboard warriors in Brighton. <laughs> I said, back off. Okay, back off, yeah? Get off those keyboards. I just got, I just got bored of them. <laughs> There's only so many 
letters in the alphabet. There's only so many keys I can tap on the keyboard. <laughs> I got really bored of tapping on my keyboard. So I went down to the Mac store, okay? And I bought a new iPad. Okay, I think we're going a little okay. off topic. See you, Karen. We'll see you. We'll see Karen next time. And with that, guys, we are actually up to the old wrap-up and final thoughts. The end of the episode is here. It's been great to be back on the mics. It's also great to see two of the best go head-to-head in what I'm calling the greatest cross-code in oh. history. Whoa, whoa, big calls. Look, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. I'll have to admit, I thought I was going to be annoyed that I wasn't the one getting to put forward a case for one of these guys. Yep. And that I was back in the judge seat. But just sitting back and watching you guys go at it, it was great. great. Almost it's a different great experience. Sitting back and watching Billy Slater go at it is completely different. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll let that one go through to the keeper. Indeed, we will. Hey, don't forget our email is out there. It's podcast for the common man at gmail.com. We're getting inundated, as we've said, but there's always room for one or two more emails. We've got our Instagram at the common man dot podcast uh, dot podcast. What do we say? Don't, don't forget the dot. And Ready? our final message. Well, my message is just simple. Thanks for listening and stay safe out there. Look, Footy, 20 games in 20 days, whatever it is. Awesome. Big bash. Let's do it. Bring it on. We'll chat to you guys soon. Bye-bye. I could see him running down (laughs) the corner, penalty touching himself. And I just froze. I'm like, oh my You're God. You're just giving us the last line of the show. We can't put that in the recording. That would be, that's, that's not good.